Hello, my name is Joshua Jimenez, calling I'm from Kirsten. PNC Bank. <laughs> I'm Kyla. And this is the weird and suspicious. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's suspicious. <laughs> Okay, have you changed your mind about anything recently? I change my mind frequently about a lot of things. Today, uh, I had pickled ginger for the first time in a long time, and it's fucking delicious, and I used to hate it. That's um, disgusting. My friend also thinks that it might be the quality of place we went to versus like places that we've gotten yeah, sushi before, sense. but it was sense. really good. Um, I don't think I really have an answer for that. Kyla doesn't believe in growth. <laughs> doesn't believe in growth? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm already as good as it gets. Exactly. Get I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. Uh, okay. Fucking Lil Wayne, didn't he say some shit like that? Oh, he said That's I piss from gold. Caledagonites. Oh. There's a song that Lil Wayne is it's in. From he a says, movie. <laughs> he says something about waking up and pissing gold. So in my head, that's what I thought of. Um, yeah. one thing I recently have changed my mind about is matte nails on myself. How about that? Yeah, they do oh, look kind of now? What? <laughs> if you don't repeat it now, I'll hear it when I edit. Oh, so I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, they do look kind of trash. I think they're cute. We have the same nails. Man, I wish I had those gold things on my nails, though. I know. Aren't they freaking cute? Look at the little moons. Yeah, they are. Have you changed your mind about feet? Um, Toenail colors. Toenails. You like feet? Do you hate them? Are the dogs barking now? A TV show. Did you hate a TV show and recently you rewatched oh! it? And like, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Josh can't handle it. <laughs> Dude, that's my entire TikTok right now. It's like, His feet? <laughs> go let the dog out. Talk? And then well, it's just doesn't somebody... think it's funny. <laughs> Kirsten doesn't think it's funny. <laughs> sticking their foot out the door and like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Can you let the dogs out? Oh. <sighs> Is there something like, um... How do you feel? Have you changed your mind recently? A music that you didn't like that you do now. Okay, so, um, I guess, I guess I I really don't even want to fucking share this, but... Share it. The only thing that I've really changed my mind about is, like, at one point, I was thinking that, like, I didn't really want relationships with women just because it's harder, like... It's it's just it's harder in general just because of society and stuff like that. Like I oh, like women, yeah. but before I was like, you know, I would prefer not to be in a, a relationship with a woman just because it makes things a bit more complicated in life. But just because traditionally two strangers eyes. Now I just don't fucking care. Yeah, that I makes think, sense. I think it, I think it could end up either way for me. Yeah. Um. What is the most pain you've been in physically? Um, definitely 
when I crashed my moped. Mm. And I had road rash on my knee and my whole thigh. That would fucking hurt. Because, like, I know a rug burn hurts. I slid at least five feet. Ugh. At least five feet. And it was on the gravel. Obviously, that's why I slid. I was racing. Went around the corner. Because who doesn't race mopeds when they have it? When they're 15. Weird I've never people. had one, so. Weird people don't race mopeds. I feel like a lot of people would, honestly. Um, yeah, if you have a moped, you're going to race that bitch. Especially if your friend was, has was the same other, moped as you. Yeah, was, like, were there other mopeds? Mine's faster. Yeah. No, and I you're there when I crashed. <laughs> you're like, last <laughs> time I got home in 10 minutes, this time I'm going to go home in 6 minutes. Well, because I, I was beating him. And then, like, I was going around the corner, but then, like, I went, I took a, I took a wide turn, and then on the side, it was, like, gravel, so then the moped just, like, flipped down on the side and just slid all the way across the gravel. Ugh. And then I got super drunk. Makes sense. Sounds about so right. So I was like, that's gonna hurt. I am not ready for that. And then I ended up going to the hospital for it, because that shit, <laughs> Okay. That shit was not fun. No, I doubt it. I I mean, I believe it. I doubt it would be fun. You're I like, doubt yeah, you were I in doubt pain, Kyla. Yeah, I, I, really I doubt that Get you over were it. In pain. Calm the okay, fuck Josh. down. <laughs> uh, so, I think the most pain I've been in was when I had, like, the stomach infection. Like, I've Ooh, broken really? bones and shit, and, like, that doesn't bother me, or, like, Stomach stuff hurts. Yeah, like, phys- like whatever pain doesn't really bother me that much. But, like, I had that stomach infection, and I think it's because I let it go for a while. Like, I probably would have gone to the yeah, hospital, definitely. like, two days before if I hadn't also just gotten my COVID shot. So I thought everything Ooh. was, like, COVID shot symptoms. Yeah. And so I let it go for a while, and then it was just, like, I couldn't sleep, and then I went to the hospital, and they had to be in the hospital for like three days dang yeah so this well, was recently i didn't know you were in the hospital i would have brought you some food thank you it was uh last year it was like last march well still so, i feel like since i've known you, quite a bit recent. uh yeah quite a bit of time ago but yeah it was uh not not good mine's pretty excessive mm. yeah yeah yours is. please share your story I mine would have to be when I was in the hospital um, from the car accident. They had to leave my stomach open for a pressure reason, and they put like um like a sponge in the incision to I don't know exactly why. And then you know like those waterproof band aids that are like the clear sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had that entire thing over my stomach, but it didn't have the actual part that soaked up the blood. And then they had a vacuum attached to it that just sucked the blood out. Um, <laughs> and th- they're called wound vacs. They're really wild. So it was, they would generally change it every two days, I think. I could be wrong because I was 14. Was, was the vacuuming painful as fuck? No, that was not oh, the okay. most painful part. Um, so they changed it every two days, two to three days, and then they waited an extra day because I was going to have surgery. I don't remember why exactly. I was on a lot of pain medicine. I was 14. I don't remember exactly why, but they waited an extra day. And when they went to remove 
so like ripping off that bandage they would give me enough sedatives to essentially like I would be unconscious knocked the fuck out and I would wake up from them ripping off the bandage and then they waited too long and my skin started to grow into the sponge so when they ripped that out that hurt really fucking bad do I seem more like a creative or an analytical type? Explain. Creative. I think I'm both. I but. feel like you're more creative. Like, with all of the shit. I think Obviously, it's we know person is creative. Mostly just because, like, that's what you do a lot of. Like It's creativity type Yeah, shit. like, things like yeah, this. I was just or saying, like obviously, painting, we know person or, is creative. Yeah, all of that what, fun stuff. Uh, just, like, the podcasting and, like, the paintings that you did and, like, restoring the old furniture shit, like, a lot of more yeah. creative, artsy stuff. I would say you're both more analytical than creative. I definitely don't have a creative bone in my body, so I agree. Yeah, I would I would like to be more creative, but, like, Damn, literally, I like, I, I used to... I used to but draw. the way you guys are creative is not necessarily in like traditional art sense. Like Kyla, you're creative in the stuff that you say. Kyla's very creative when it comes to jokes and comical things. Josh, I feel like you're very and very much an analytical person. Yeah, yeah. You're just a very smart, intelligent human being. Oh, I was gonna say though, like I literally want so bad to be creative. Like, I used to draw all the time. I had, like, I've, I have sketchbooks and shit. But you but could probably I, get back into that. No, but what I'm saying is I cannot, for the life of me, like, come up with shit on my own to draw. I have to look at something to draw. I can't either, though. No? Mm. Yeah, but you still kind of fuck around. No, you still kind of, like, half-ass. No, you still freehand shit. I freehand shit, but, like, I look at other people's things and I take inspiration from it. Nothing, like, there's, honestly, all in all, when you're thinking about art and shit, no one really has an original idea anymore. Like, we're too late in the fucking game for that. So. But if, but if I'm drawing something, I will look up, like, fucking, obviously, the basic shit of what I like to draw is dragons. And then you'll take an interpretation from that? And then, no, I will straight up look up dragon drawing, and then I will, like, be like, mm, I think like there's supposed to be him. lines here. I think there's supposed to be lines here. Like, this is, I'm gonna, like, that, I don't know. But you're not drawing like, the exact same thing. Well, no, but, like, it's So that's, still... that's, a, that's a creative sense, though, still, because you're taking your own interpretation from it. We're gonna move on to uh, my story, which is tarot cards and oracles. Kyla, Josh, what? Do you want more of my question? One more question? No, okay. How long is your shit? How long is it going to take? Like, give me a time frame. I I don't know. Because we're going to do some Okay, readings. we're probably at like 30-ish minutes right now. Uh, All right, go for it. So, but we yeah, should be If good. not, a little less. And we can just do more questions at the end and recut it back. Literally yeah. nothing matters. These are my oracle cards. Look how big they are. Freaking huge. These are my tarot cards. Look how thick they are. Can't shuffle them with one hand because I physically cannot grab all of them. Right. That's a lot of girth. It's a lot of girth. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so tarot cards. There is always 78 cards. They are uniform um, in far as in far as far as like 
like what's in them in in a sense the trump cards sometimes change but they always have if there is a change they're more of a ter- interpretation to the original thing so they're uniform they have four suits cups coins swords and wands those are the basic ones um they have 10 of them usually numbered one through 10 and then they have the queen king jack knight um and then 22 of the trump cards and i will later explain what those ones are so it all originally started out as a card game there was no meditation aspect or metaphysical aspect to any of them it was just plain old fucking cards and regular card games were forbidden in a lot of places in the 1300s and 1400s that's when tarot cards were kind of introduced because um they were seen as bad behavior and only the fucking like degenerates played with cards and the whores i don't fucking know i'm just saying that part but it makes sense to me they were meant for the wealthy so i guess if you weren't a wealthy person then they were degenerate if you were a wealthy person then go off go off queen literally queen Um, and then if you were not royalty, the only acceptable time to play with cards was during the holidays. And the 1400 tarot cards were first noted in Italy. They were gaming decks, pastime for nobles, because they were expensive and almost always hand-painted. Which back then, when wasn't anything hand-painted? Nothing was like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It was hand-painted, but like. advertising made by hand (laughs) literally the only thing you could do they had 40 numerical cards 16 face cards 21 trump cards and a fool which equals 22 21 what cards trump or triumph they're like the triumph okay they're both they're described as both in oh okay, okay yeah you can say either or it works the fool is what set them apart from other card decks, though, because apparently back then other card decks didn't have the fool, I guess, and they were trick games. So this is the definition of a trick game. It says, a trick-taking game is a card or tile-based game in which play of hand centers on a series of finite rounds. Finite? Finite? Finite. I don't know how you say it. Finite means like infinite. Finite? So yeah, finite. Okay. Um, finite what, rounds what, or what units of play. <laughs> calling tricks, which are each evaluated and determined a winner or t- taker of the trick. Examples of these are Remy, Poker, or Crazy Eights. Which, because when I read that, I'm like, I still don't get it. And then you say like Remy and Poker and I'm like, okay, I guess I get it. So, like, you don't necessarily win all the cards in some of those games. You win what people may bet if not all the cards, like, in poker. So, trump cards are not always consistent, but they kind of are, in a sense. Like, I'll read what my deck has, and then I'll read what the original deck has. Okay. And then later on, and it'll, you can see where they differ. Um, so, Visconti's four slach. Um, Listen. I'm fucking sorry. Listen. I'm what? not Italian. Sforza. Sforza. I know that's not how you say it. How is so. it spelled? S-F-O-R-Z-A. Okay. 
Forza. Okay. But you know what? I'm pronouncing everything wrong in my life, so we'll just go with it. So they made 15 decks and they were commissioned by two families, um, Visconti and Sforza, however you want to say it. They are the two families that have commissioned these 15 decks. And they there is three to four major decks left. There is no full remaining deck. So some have 74, some have in like 60, some have like a little less than that. One of them is, they have them, but they're split up in between different museums. Like one museum has 30, the other museum has 20, and the next museum has like 12 or some shit like that. These numbers are not an exact number, so... They were created in the 1450s, and they were the oldest tarot deck that is known and that we, like, can physically see. And that's why this is an important deck. They have the sun, moon, star, temperance, death, traitor, old man, wheel of fortune, fortitude, chariot, justice, love, pope, empress, popess, empress, and the mountain bank, which that's not something that's found in tarot cards today. And they had the fool. So, the Popess is now commonly known as the High Priestess, and in the 18th century, Antoinette Court de Goblin, also probably saying this wrong, I'm sorry. I enjoyed the way you pronounced that, actually. Um. Thank you. I took French class, so I tried really hard. (laughs) No, that was really good. I liked that. Who was a former Protestant pastor, born, and he, this is a quote, probably from wikipedia um intended the interpretation of tarot cards as an akron repository i don't know what that word means repository of, like yeah, container repository like yeah like Literally. like kind of like a container i think so like a container so in arcan repository of timeless ecocentric wisdom is it arcane? Oh, it probably is arcane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. That's an arcane repository of timeless Eurocentric wisdom in. He was where... Um, so tarot cards take a pivot in a lot of different points in history. And in this point, they became more of a divination slash metaphysical use changing their whole purpose so he wrote some books about tarot um linking them to the book of thoth which is a book of an ancient egyptian god and he also linked them to the writing of wisdom and do you know what that means what the next thing is i mean that he linked it to i mean i just like to think that they had a lisp that was the Book of Sauce. Oh. <laughs> Thoth. So, the Book of Sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Linking it to the writing of wisdom and also magic. And the information in this book was supposed to be like our version of the Bible. Or their version of the Bible, I guess. And he believed that the book had transformed into a deck of tarot cards to disguise it. And... Then, um, also, he just made this up. There was, like, no proof. He was just like, you know what? There was a book once upon a time, and I think it just turned into tar- to tarot cards. So, it was his own conspiracy. And a lot of people took to it. So, he also linked the 22 trump cards to the 22 letters in that Hebrew alphabet. 
which Josh, do you know back then did the Egyptians speak Hebrew because I feel like they didn't I uh, it went from like hieroglyphs to Hebrew at some point. So they maybe did. You actually know that? You think I, I figured he would. My, uh... Literally, that was the most random question ever. And at first, I thought he was going to be like, I don't know. Why would you ask me that? And then he actually answered it. So. Uh, but You're ridiculous. My roommate took Hebrew in college. She took it as a class. My older roommate. No, it's fine. You can have all the excuses you want for knowing all this weird shit. It's... You know what? Knowledge is power, so... Exactly. Do it, Josh. Good, good job defending <laughs> it. I, thank you for defending Um. So, I guess that makes sense. And, because also, like, I don't know what anyone was speaking back then, so, whatever. Thinking that it was a link to multiple cultures, and around this time, there was a huge um, spiritualism wave. And he was like, there has to be a deeper meaning to these decks. They can't just be for playing games. And Evan was like, ooh, okay, hell yeah. Because people also liked the idea of this because traditional religion was starting to be questioned because of the new science that was being brought forward. They were like, ooh. These contradict each other. So, like, do we believe religion or do we believe science? You know what I mean? Which I still think is a common thing today. Also, someone should do a whole episode on spiritualism. That would be nice. And they were, at this point, already being used for fortune telling. And so, like, the idea of this wasn't that far off. And it was all just essentially an interpretation of the cards that you were drawing. Which is literally what tarot is, even still. So, before... For him, apparently, it's Itella. Itella. No, it's Itella. His name is backwards, so I'm having a hard time pronouncing it. Because his name is Alite, but then backwards is Itella. Hmm. But I don't think that's how you pronounce it. I think I'm still pronouncing it wrong. Either way, that's what I'm gonna say because I'm struggling. So he took an interpretation from Antoine Court D. Given from his book and took some ideas and was like, okay, I'm going to write my own book. And he was like, all right, well, I think these trump chords go in a different order and then, and they have like a slightly a different meaning than what this guy thinks. So he put meaning to these cards, like a more of a meaning to them. And he also added that when they're reversed, when they are reversed they mean something else and that some people that do tarot do reverse cards some people that do tarot still do not do reverse cards so that's just up to each their own and it's like if you lay it down and it's like upside down then it means something than if you lay it down also i was speaking earlier and no one cared i forgot that i was on mute oh fuck you clearly not I yeah too late now um we'll do a reading and I'm sure some will be reversed so I will explain I will read the reverse part then um number cards themselves had also a whole new meaning and they weren't just trump not just the trump cards and people still debate the order of trump cards so my deck that I have not say trump cards because every time we say trump I'm thinking of trump I'm thinking of like Jesus Christ like, no, it's not, like, 
it's not that I, I hate I, Trump that no. much. It's just because like it's such a common topic. <laughs> and so when you say Trump, that's what when it makes I, me think of. I know. I know for some people, but when I'm hearing it, I'm hearing it as like when someone is trumped, like they're like Oof. when someone is yeah, it trumps over that. Yeah. And yeah, I yeah. understand that. I get what it means, but it's like every time you say that My deck has in this specific order the fool. The Maggie, which is the magician, the High Sage, which is the High Priestess, the Polar. I think that's wrong. Pause, 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 pause. The Pillar. I'm sorry, my phone auto corrected it. The Pillar, which is Ryder Smith Empress, the Anchor, which is Ryder Smith Ember, which Ryder Smith is a tarot deck. The, one of the most manufactured ones that there has ever been. The Hierophant, the Lovers, the Chariot, Strength, the Hermit, Will of Fortune, Justice, the Hanged One, Death, Temperance, the Devil, the Tower, the Star, the Moon, the Sun, Judgment, the World, and the original ones are the Magician, the High Priestess, the Emperor, the Empress, the Hierophant, the Lovers, the Chariot, Justice, the Hermit, Wheel of Fortune, Strength, the Handman, Death, Temperance, the Devil, the Tower, the Star, the Moon, the Sun, the Judgment, the World. Um, and he also established a society that this was open, open for discussion. That people were like, okay, we can now start talking about this and that it's more than just a fucking game. And he also started a school of magic and a new tarot deck for divination, which is just, here's the definition of divination. The practice of seeking knowledge of the future or unknown by supernatural means, the Celtic art of divination, quote unquote, the mediums are hired to perform divinations. So that's just like fortune telling. Um, 30 years later, tarot analysis was developed by Eliphas Levy. He took the idea of the 22 trump cards and linked them to... He took the idea that they were linked to the Hebrew alphabet, and he was like, okay, we're going to break this down a little more. And he broke it down to the Tree of Life, more specifically the Calabasic Tree of Life, which I will post a picture of that. Um, and then he also linked, apparently linked the cards to the elements, the planets, and the zodiacs by num by numer- a numeric system. I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And he was like, all right, so, like, I think these are used for a more spiritual philosophy. And then Pappas, he gave all the cards different meanings by adding physical magic and divine meaning or physical magic and divine meaning so like physical is one magical is another and then divine meaning is another he also came up with the idea that laying them out in specific ways means different things so that's this tarot spread and the golden dawn what, what year was this okay never mind i think that was at the end of the 1800s that that was a thing that he created that love it okay and then at the end of the 1800s beginning of the 1900s the freemasons started a whole new club a whole new secret society within their secret society called the golden dawn and it was a magical metaphysical group and all the woo stuff they're like we're here for it 
they were like, all right, um, and not only can it help us self-reflect and maybe peer into the future, maybe it can help us control the future and change it. And so they also changed the deck. Suits were now linked to um, mother and father slash masculine and feminine. So wands and cups reflected kings and queens. Swords and corns were reflected princesses and princess and princes. And the fire and also with fire, water, air, and earth. And the water weight cards changed in 1909, and the pip cards, which are just like one through ten, also had now had their own illustrations rather than just the typical one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, blah, 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 all that shit. And this now, these cards were now specifically being made for divination, not just for playing games. So these cards with the pip having their own illustrations, these were now specifically made for fortune telling, not for playing games. All the other ones before were kind of vice versa. In 1950, they became mainstream and the decks now started having more themes and they were being used for many reasons, meditation, divination, and for just pure collection. And tarot cards essentially um, mean the same things per card. They're fixed. So like six of coins means the same thing for every single deck, no matter the theme, essentially. There may be, like, a slight change in very, like, between the decks, but not that much. And then, so, on top of that, we have Oracle cards, and these are entirely different. They have no fixed anything. No ma- Like, some have 50, some have 20, some have 30. Just depends. Some are themed. So, mine are the Seasons of the Witch, and they are just... More, I don't know. They're just their own thing. Like, this deck is different from all the other decks of Oracle cards because they have their own theme. It's kind of hard to find information on Oracle decks because most people see them the same as Tarot. So it's hard to... Yeah. Like, a lot of historians see them the same as Tarot. I also don't believe that a lot of historians are, like, woo-woo people. So that, yeah, you know what I mean? Sorry, woo-woo people? Yeah, I thought it was a completely different concept. Woo-woo people. Woo-woo people. Understood, understood. <laughs> yeah, so. um, They believe that Oracle decks became around, or came around in the 18th and 19th century in France, possibly with the first wave of spiritualism, where people were like, okay, they have tarot decks, maybe we'll start a whole new thing where there is no rules. There is no king-queen suits, any of that shit. It's just their own thing. So, time for our reading. I'll put my phone away. We don't need you. Okay. For the podcast. This is a reading for the podcast. Oh, for the listeners or for, for me specifically? For all three of us specifically, for a group. Okay, okay. So for for the group, should we do a protection spell, a spread for allowing change, guidance for the week, a spread for wisdom, a manifestation spread? Ooh, I think we should do that one. Yeah, that'll be not nightmare fuel. Let's do that. Okay, we're gonna do. Um, it's called the Moon Phase spread for my Oracle deck. It my Oracle deck is the Seasons of the Witch. Look how cute. I'll show each card. I'll also take a picture and post it on the Instagram what cards we pull. Um, this is a manifestation spread. I already shuffled the cards. So when I pull them, 
it's hard to see, but I pull them straight out like this, and I don't flip them like this. I'll flip them like this. So if they're reversed, it, are you recording the video? No, I'm just showing you guys. Oh, so you know, okay. so you so you know that they're not being reversed by me flipping them, flipping them this way. We you know, know I mean? you're not doing anything. I'm I want just, you yeah, to curse know. me. Stop trying to yeah, say this like shit. That's like you won't be Please. cursed. I want to. Oh, we have an upside down one. Okay, so. But our uh, first one like, is the dark moon. It says, "What am I calling to fruition right now?" I have a hard time saying that word. Fruition. Fruition right now. Um, and we have third harvest. I will show you guys the card. Pretty, pretty little card. It pretty, has pretty. a poem with I didn't it. Even it says, see it. "You literally held it there for not even a second. Okay. Yeah. Okay." Okay, it has a poem. It says, Daughters of the woods, feel thy sacred swell with supplies. Taste the gatherings of honey milk filling your emptiness. And this is supposed to be what I'm calling to fruition right now. The good thing is, is they're in um, alphabetical order. But also, the other thing is, I'm stupid, so I don't... <laughs> I don't know what letters come before the others. <laughs> okay, the harvest. Okay. Um, Samain served as a practical holiday that told our ancestors to p- prepare for the coming of winter. The third harvest was the time to gather up the remainder of crops to prepare and store them to have enough food to last the harsh conditions. The last of the wheat would be ground to flour. The remains of the fruits and vegetables would be pickled and canned and meat salted. Everything with a shelf life was stored underground cell was stored in underground cellars and packaged with ice though winters might be harsh and gathering up your food is hard work there's a feeling of abundance and pride in getting prepared imagine looking at your food stores stores and seeing a physical representation of your work imagine seeing the abundant rewards of planting your own seeds and nourishing them as they grow we are lucky that we no longer have to face these conditions in the modern world. Refrigerators and grocery stores make it easy for us to have food all year round. Perhaps that is why the overall idea of preparation is no longer important to us. If you're holding on to the third harvest, you are being guided to gather up your accomplishments and celebrate your wins. Take a look at everything that you've done and achieved. Make a store of the wins to come back to whenever you are feeling low or like you failed. The easiest way to attract more abundance is to feel abundant. Having the stockpile of feel-good moments will kickstart you and help turn around feelings of lack or stagnation. So that is what we are calling to fruition right now. Which was confusing as fuck. So essentially, we need to take a pause, look at all the hard work that we've put into it, and appreciate the preparation that we have done to get to this point. Appreciate what you have now, because it's all downhill from here. The preparation I have fucking done has literally been life-draining. We're talking about the podcast, not your life. Oh, I thought we were talking about Kyla's life. This is not personal. <laughs> when we do personal ones, I'll do tarot, not not, oracle. not the oracle. Okay, the oracle okay. If it was personal, my life. You took it personally. Fucking depressing. You took it real personally. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, God, fucking damn it! No, as a podcast, we need to look at our accomplishments, which I say we have 
have we've had a few we got new microphones we have listeners all around the world now not just in michigan it's great nice nice yeah okay well when are they gonna buy me a car they bought you a microphone i think that's enough (laughs) is it is it for only 20 weeks i think it's enough it's not um the waxing moon most of everyone what do I need to do to make this manifestation? Manifestation stick. We have mischief. We have to get up to mischief, boys. <laughs> Ugh. Like I'm I like this already. card. I like that they're all dark. I like that they're Did all depressing it? and scary. Yes. Like and the poem on this says, "Keep your eyelids open and slight sharp as nails." For there is something trailing behind your tail. Ooh. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, is it M-N or N-M? Okay, never mind. I found it. We can ignore my stupid question. And this is not reversed. So it says, Samane isn't just about dark energy, loved ones who have passed, and things that go bump in the night. There is a fun, playful aspect to Samane as well, a bit nod- of naughtiness and touch of cunning. There is an element of mischief to the night of Samane. Trick or treat isn't just about the candy the trick comes from the ancient Samaine tradition when villagers would disguise themselves in animal skins to scare away the demons ghouls and goblins they were free to roam the earth for one night every year often playing cruel tricks on humans we humans are clever though and have found a way to keep the goblins at bay not all tricks are fun however at least not to all involved tricks and mischief can be meanings or can be mean-spirited and cruel at times one must keep a lookout for those who find fun in ex- at the expense of others pulling mischief can mean a need to adapt a smarter approach to your situation you may need to get true you may need to get creative to get what you want you may have to play a trick or two to get the outcome you desire be open-minded about the how you about how to overcome your challenges if possible approach a situation with a bit of fun problems are serious but that doesn't mean a bit of silliness can't help you see the new way so we need to not be so serious and be more silly yep i agree with that silly fun things i mean that's what i do with my life Exactly. So that's got to be directed at you, Kirsten. Me and Kyla don't have a serious Probably. bone in our body. Yeah. Probably. I'm. Chill the fuck out, serious. dude. I can't. I'm stressed all the time. Chill out. Man. I'm freaking out, man. Freaking out. <laughs> How will I know when I have achieved this goal? We have the bat upside down, which I will turn it the regular way for you guys to see what it looks like. It's a very pretty card. I like it. I feel like I sound like a newscaster. I right now. like it. On to the next. You didn't actually. That was ridiculous. It says, "Invoke the power 
Invoke the power and fear, not the hidden. What lurks is coming with an undying change. So the bat reversed means going into the dark realms of your subconscious is a healing practice. Be warned about getting lost in the darkness and spending too much time in the unknown is how you forget to live. Using what you learn to discover in the darkness and bring it to light is how you ground your spiritual guidance. What purpose is there for finding creativity rest and passion in your dark if you don't use those assets to manifest your creative your greatest dreams this is a challenge for the energy workers to spend too much time connecting with intuition and not enough time to taking action seeking guidance and healing in the dark take a step into the light and make your dreams come true so that's how we will achieve this goal. We need to step out of the darkness and just fucking make our own dreams come true. Ooh, I haven't pulled this just one yet. Sounds like something should. This is fun. We got a new one for me. What? What are you talking about? I haven't pulled this card yet. This next card coming up. Okay. So our last card is the cauldron. It says, "Bewitching, yes, it be." Blink and you shall see a bubbling desire left in the brewing rain. It is the cauldron. Cute, cute, cute. These witches are cooking up a spell. Cute, cute, cute. And this is, what do I need to release in order to be successful? The cauldron is essential for a witch and is often the center of her home guess i need to do some rearranging hi welcome um, to my home this is the cauldron i'm just gonna put one and everyone's gonna be like what the fuck is this it has many uses for cooking and working spells brewing potions and making floor washes the cauldron is a is the vessel of transformation turning materials into something useful hearing healing and nourishing the cauldron is a simple of bringing many things together to create the things you want. Sometimes things have been too broken down before something new can be created. It may even take several attempts before you have the protect or the perfect outcome. Do not be afraid to fail or try your spell a few different times or in different ways. As you grow your practice, you will begin to see what works and what doesn't. You will understand the signs of your bubbling pot and can make adjustments when needed. If you're holding the cauldron card, it is because there is not one path you may have to try many different approaches to manifest what you desire. Perhaps becoming a millionaire means you have to develop a few different sources of income. To find the love, you will have to kiss many frogs before finding your prince. A spell may need to be worked over the course of many months or several years. You cannot always expect your workings to happen within the course of a moon cycle. There is often things in your aura that are preventing you from being ready to receive what you seek. Perhaps you have to learn to manifest something else before manifesting manifesting the bigger goal. Trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. I don't really know what that means. Uh, take your time. That was what I need to release release to be successful. So we need to be yeah. um, more patient. Makes sense to me, though. Patient. 
patient, less strict. I feel like me and Kyler are both impatient, and Josh is probably the most patient when it comes to podcasting things. I have the. Well, I think Josh is just the most patient in general, but. That makes sense. Honestly. All right, now we have the tarot cards, which this is a more traditional bright side dark side for the tarot cards um also if you want to see how pretty they are look oh at my them. god i actually do like that i'll also bring them to your house kyla's two cards fucking quit kyla i'll bring them to your house when gone. you're here okay i'm still hungry calm down we have coins, which, 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 okay, I pulled two right, coins. Shit, I'm gonna make a salad. Keep talking. Okay, if you're gonna do that, I'll pull three cards instead. Yeah, Fucking we'll pull that shit. third I'm... card, and I hope it fucks you over, Kyla. Do it! I'm okay. making a fucking salad. Okay, we have two coins, which is earth, physical, career, money, stability, ego, nature foundations and business so two of those is good i think we have the seeker of coins kylie can't see it josh this is what it looks like very cute but it is in reverse so we're gonna go broke we'll do a money tarot spread Uh, how about a tarot spread for career and money review perfect okay let me and I hope it tells Pause me that I'm going to be broke. We're doing a whole new spread. We're doing... You bitch. We are doing... You fuckers! Like the, what is happening? Stop like it. Like magazine spread? Yep. Um, spread your fucking legs and let's start recording. Um, the tarot spread for career and money. So, number one, your financial state. Honestly, if this is a pure shit between all of us, I'll be shocked. Um, seven of coins, which I'll just keep what I already said about the seven of coins. Just replay it again. Yep. The seven of coins often finds us where we are near completion of a journey. We have been working hard and getting things done. This card asks you to check in to make sure everything is on the right track. This card lets you know that everything is going to pay off. Yay! But that doesn't mean there isn't still work to be done. Continue showing up for your long-term vision and you will undoubtedly see it come to fruition the way you want now is a good time to celebrate all the work you have put in and channel your vision to reality be proud of yourself your steady determination will surely be rewarded have faith okay that is first card which means our financial status right now which i'm gonna say is not mine but maybe your guys's um if you wanted to see what that card looks like how pretty matches my nails and then we have the ace of coins yet again have two coins two cups and one sword um ace of coins a very pretty card love it love it love it 
Um, I hate the way I sound right now. Same. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Ace of Coins. As with any ace, the Ace of Coins indicates a new beginning this time. This time in the material realm, this card carries raw potential of prosperity. Though now is not the time to arrest all your laurels. I don't know what that means. This is a wonderful opportunity, but it must be natured and seen through to the end. So while this is a great sign, you should be excited about what is coming. You still must continue to show up and do the work. <laughs> you have been waiting for permission to go after something. Consider this permission slip from the universe. Do not be surprised if everything comes together easily for you. This development, while you have to go after what you want, spirit is... The creating or spirit is co-creating with you and will provide answers when you need them. Be in the flow and try not to get caught up on your specific vision, but open to many different outcomes and possibilities. You know, a lot of these cards are starting to sound the same, which I think is good. <sighs> and then we have the Ace of Swords. Also a very pretty card. Can I pick it up with my nails? Nope. Oh, I was going to take a picture of them. Oh, I was going to take a picture of the last ones. Damn it. I'm an asshole. I'll listen to it tomorrow and I'll pull them out and take a picture. Ace of Swords. Wow, two aces. Oh, nope. This is the wrong one. We had to go to the Six of Cups. Sorry. I was reading in the wrong order. Also, pretty card. Cute, cute, cute. Um, Six of Cups. And cups are water, emotion, intuition, relationships, healing, subconscious, and connections. The Six of Cups is offering the sweet side of life. This is finding you. Do not be surprised if you find yourself glowing and embracing life with a childlike enthusiasm. The Six of Cups brings opportunity of reconnecting with the playful aspect of yourself as well as finding new activities and fun opportunities that you haven't experienced before. The Six of Cups has an inner child quality to it. Bring excitement and love. Many adults are often struck by how kind and loving children are with another. There is a purity and loving attitude that can grow cynical with age. Now is a wonderful time to find this again and to reach a place of pure love within yourself allow this to spill out and greet other people from this space it also indicates time where you want to reconnect with people from a different time and place in your life this is a nostalgia there is a nostalgia here but this is a creative or no this is a caveat what does that mean uh like you can do this but you also have to do this like caveat okay uh, it says this is a caveat we can live in past nostalgia has a bit of smoke and mirror element to it it may feel like old times again but oft but most often when the moment has passed it has passed there's no truly recreating it okay i guess that makes sense and then we have the ace of swords okay did i say what the six of cups was for i don't think um so. opportunities to consider so we should be more childlike. That's an opportunity to consider, I guess. Um, Ace of Swords is how these opportunities benefit us. And I showed you guys that card. Um, swords are air, intelligence, change, power, bravery, communication, ambition, and action. 
The Ace of Swords indicates an expression in our mental energy. Swords can cut through illusions, confusions, and cloudiness. They get us to the heart of the matter. With this card, you can expect some new clarity, inspirations, and ideas. The card can change us in a way. It brings new shifts within us, and these shifts with new negotiations must be made. You find you may find that you simply cannot stand still anymore where you are biting your tongue before or where you were biting your tongue before. You are now speaking where you were once empathetic. You are now finding passion and need for justice. The new realization can feel awkward as we are walking to a new beat. We may feel off. We may mess up, but we must also continue forward. Be prepared for those around you to have their own feelings or thoughts in response to your new way of being. Some of those relationships may need to be renegotiated. Others may just need some boundary work and stay true to the Ace of Swords. And it guides in clarity, so continue moving forward in the truth and away from the clutter of others. You are being pushed mentally, and, and as humans, we try to do our best to make sense of a new revelations we may have we like to put them into boxes and then share them with others it can be an exciting time but something to be aware of is that as soon as you feel like you have achieved a clarity of or truth you may be peel back another layer tomorrow each level leads to another be curious about what is happening in this period if you do not think you found the end write everything down continue to ask questions and learn and see the world in new eyes but make it less absolute and more playful. And then we have the three of cups reversed, which is the outcome. And cups are, I think I already said that, water, emotion, intuition, relationships, healing, subconscious, and connection. Three of cups reversed, which I read reversed ones. I don't, I don't know why people wouldn't, but I haven't asked anyone why they wouldn't, so... Three of Cups Reverse can mean that this is a period for solitude for you. You may feel up for going out and spending time with people, and that's okay. Take time and focus on yourself and do whatever you need to support yourself. It would be a good idea to communicate that with those around you. Make sure to vocalize your needs and those closest to you and lovingly put up boundaries if need be. Three of Cups indicates a period where your relationships have fallen by the wayside. If they are important to you and are healthy relationships, perhaps it's time to spend some time reconnecting. And that is the end of it, our outcome. Obviously, I need practice, but essentially, from all of our readings for the podcast, it says, keep doing what we're doing and good things will come. No, That's says, what I've gathered. It says to be silly, haha. It says to do both. Be silly, haha. Keep doing what we're doing. Good things will come. Don't give up. Right? I think so. And that's what I keep getting, though. Like, almost, literally almost every fucking reading that I have says that. Don't stop. Don't give up. Yeah. And um, set boundaries. And um, also, my, my, my personally say, um, be alone. Which I I am and I have been, which is just funny, but which I have and I have been, never, 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 <laughs> never have been. Promise, pinky promise, pinky swear. 
I was saying I understand that they may have said that, but I don't I don't think that's um that's a possibility with where where my road is leading. Definitely. Well, your road is not our road, though. You have to remember that. Trash is kind of lucky, so I think he's making up for our misfortune. I feed then off of others' because it's annoying as hell. But that's what I'm saying: is all of the cards, and and obviously we are in the top fifty percent of podcasts. Our numbers are showing that we're doing great, and we need to keep it up. Exactly. But okay. Um, thank you for listening. This has been The Weird and Suspicious. Thank you for listening. Uh, next week we'll be back with stories. And, yep. uh, I will con- at some point... Well, this will be... Mm, yeah. This, if you're It'll listening all be out of order. This, we're, we're recording ahead of time. If you're listening so. to this, me and Kyla are going to be dying in Tennessee. Exactly. They left me exactly. out. They're going on a trip in the woods. Because mm-hmm. we hate you. Great. I have a wedding anyways, so it's fine. Kirsten's getting married, so she can't attend. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. a wedding to attend to where she's getting married to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, You can follow our Instagram at theweirdandsuspicious. Email us at theweirdandsuspicious at gmail.com. Facebook is theweirdandsuspicious. Twitter is theweirdandsus. If you feel like you want to see our faces... You maybe can. You can see mine. Mine's Kirsten Rose 19. I don't know about the other two. My face is a mystery, and except you tagged us in the Weird and Suspicious Instagram, so. Well, Kyla's oh, yeah. Instagram is private, so I don't think you can uh, see her stuff. Well, that's fair. Yeah, not unless you request Not unless follow. she accepts your follow request. Uh, good night. Good night. Goodbye forever. Goodbye.